0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode, I chat with Carol Robinson. And this was one of those conversations where I was literally, you know, one of those uh, mouth open, like loads of aha moment conversations. And um, she's absolutely fascinating. So Carol um, was talking to me today from Australia. So I was recording this at 10 a.m. Irish time, and I think it was like 8 p.m. Australian time. Um, and I just think that's so cool that we can be talking opposite sides of the world. And, um, you know, it was she's in the middle of summer, we're in the middle of winter here. It's just so cool. Anyway, I just think these things are really cool. But this conversation, I just learned so much and it just felt like it raised my vibration and I just felt so amazing during this conversation and I'm absolutely buzzing now afterwards. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. So Carol is a self-love mentor. Her background is in the beauty industry, so um, she worked... Um, she had a waxing business and then i think she said she did nails hair and um she had she had a beauty business for i think she said 12 years when covid hit and you know obviously what happened to a lot of small businesses that you know everything stopped she s- decided to switch her focus from the external validation of the beauty industry um to focusing on the beauty within and, and she is by no means knocking the beauty industry she you know thinks it's a fantastic industry and she's so proud to be a part of it. But even when she was working with women, waxing them and um, doing different beauty treatments on them, she always felt the most joy Help as women do when they go into their appointments. We chat about everything and anything. You were like little therapists to each other. And she really got uh, like fantastic joy from helping others emotionally in these appointments. So she decided to qualify in various different things, and she has become a self love self love mentor, um, and she is genuinely one of the most positive people that I've ever spoken to, but like not in an annoying way. Like in just, she's so positive, but she's so practical, and she's positive in a really real way. And uh, she's had her own fair share of struggles. She's been through a divorce. And um, she was adopted as a baby. She's you know a, a mother to two kids. You know, there's been a lot of and other struggles which she didn't share. She has been through her fair share in life and has managed to come out through these struggles as one of the most positive people I've ever spoken to. She openly says that she's not always positive. There are days where, you know, she ha- like has to sit with those feelings and work through what she's going through. And it's OK to have days where you don't go anywhere and you uh, lock yourself away and you cry and. Uh, She's not taking away any of that, but her kind of proactive, positive approach to everything is just so refreshing. I can't describe it. But anyway, in, the, in today's episode, we discuss so much stuff. We talk about divorce, grief, and how to prioritize yourself through these things, through these life events. And we talk about parenting, we talk about gratitude, journaling, meditation, and how that can mean something different to everyone. It doesn't have to be this rigid practice that you have to follow. We talk about connection with self. And this is probably the most important message through this whole episode is that if you can connect with yourself and feel properly for what's really right for you, it can empower you to tackle any of life's challenges. And I just, I feel so empowered by this thought of the most important thing, whatever's going on in our lives is making time to connect to ourselves every day. How do I feel? What does this decision feel like for me? Is this the right decision for me? And doing this on a daily basis, whether that is through meditation, through journaling, through going for a walk by yourself, through having a bath and thinking these things, whatever. But making that space every day to connect with yourself, which a lot of us just don't make the time for, which can be so hard because life is busy. But that simple practice can get you through anything. And, and she by no means says that life's challenges are easy, but she's, just so inspiring because it's like you can do anything if you just slow down connect with you she talks about how important it is to look after your physical health as well as your mental and emotional health and how it's all connected which is something that I'm always preaching from the opposite way but as someone who works with people's mental and emotional health she preaches how important physical health is tying in with that and I'm like the opposite I'm you know a personal trainer and health coach and nutrition coach and I'm always preaching you know people come to me for physical health stuff. And I'm always preaching how important the mindset side of things is. So it was really cool to have that kind of dynamic from both sides. And then we kind of finish up talking a little bit about uh, pressure of modern society, stress and mental health. And, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'm really excited to share this one. So enjoy. Carol, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) So good to be here. I'm so excited about this and we were just saying before we went on air, like it's mad to be talking to someone who's literally the other side of the world, like 24
1: hours away travel-wise. Yes, and I've just experienced the day that you're about to experience, (laughs) the same date.
0: We're talking to us from the future.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're talking to me, I'm in the future. So... (laughs)
0: Yeah, crazy. So, um, yeah, Carol is talking to us from Australia today, and we're going to get into loads of different topics. But before we do, I'll just let Carol um, take the mic and tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about you, your background, and what you do.
1: Okay, well, I am a self love mentor, so um, it's a great story how I became a self love mentor. (laughs) Um, But I used to be a beautician. And I used to have a waxing salon, and I was a makeup artist. And so I started to those twelve years of that business was me understanding human behaviour. I say it was my apprenticeship into what I'm doing now. So the the work that I did with women uh, for those twelve years was all external validation. So making yourself look better um, so that you feel better, but it's um yeah. it's it's, there's beauty within and there's external beauty as well but I was so fascinated with the beauty within so I had a salon it was called Carol's Place and it was inspiring inner and outer beauty so in the daytime I would be waxing people's unwanted hair (laughs) and and helping ladies to um to put on makeup and do makeup for weddings and things like that of a Tuesday evening, I started with a friend originally, Uh, we collaborated and we started a women's circle, because the ladies were coming in, and they were talking to me about um, certain things that would um, make them, you know, like I had an argument with my husband last night, or oh my gosh, my teenage kids are driving me nuts or, you know, Auntie Sue said this to me the other day. And, you know, so they're coming in and um, like a lot of women do when they go to hairdressers and things, you know, we like to talk. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be acknowledged. And so these things, um, these stories were happening. And I just really got uh, immersed myself in personal development At the time, I was also, or during some of that time, I was going through a divorce. So I was learning more about myself and navigating the, um, it was an icky divorce, so navigating that path as well. So the ladies that were coming in that were talking to me, it was also just as valuable for me to be able to talk to them as well. So um, yeah, so I started these circles, they were called Rise and Shine and the women would come on a Tuesday night. And um, we would, I'd sometimes have guest speakers in about particular subjects, or um, we just would say, hey, why? Why are you here? Why, what? What's present for you in your life today? Why did you feel the need to come to a women's circle? And the conversation would just flow from there, like I've you know been feeling a little bit upset, or look, I don't feel I I don't know my purpose in life, or all these different topics would come up. So it was great conversation. And um, and then in March 2020, as we know, the world shut down, and so did my business. So it was during that time that I pivoted and thought I just want to focus on the inner beauty, not the outer beauty anymore. So I created a website and um, started to do more courses to do with personal development. And um, so then I created a business where I was having one-on-one clients um, over six weeks. Uh, And today that business um, has grown to where I run an eight-week online course called The Self-Love Affair. And it touches on all different topics um, for women to and men. I've had I've had a man do the course too. So I normally say women because they've normally been my target market. Um, but yeah, it just touches on all different topics like the ego energy. Oh my gosh, so many things. I've got a mental blank. Um, also like the human body, how to honor the human body, to look after it, to nurture it, how to lower stress, the science behind fear things like so many different topics that we go through to give um, you know the participants more of an insight into how to lead a life with less stress basically that's the bottom thing less stress and respond to their challenges in more self-loving ways that's amazing not (laughs) self-sabotaging or, um, (laughs) self-destructive ways, self-loving ways, setting healthy boundaries, um, becoming more confident within themselves. Yeah. And creating the,
0: the space and the time for that for yourself as well, because, you know, life is so busy. It, you know, it's very easy to forget to look after ourselves in that way.
1: It is very easy to forget, Katie, especially in Western culture. Um, there's a lot of things about our culture that are not well, <laughs> and they do create a lot of a lot of problems for us and a lot of stress related illnesses. And it doesn't need to be like that. Um,
0: and I, I want to dig into that in a minute. I yeah. uh, I want to just point on or touch on one more point that you made about. So, you know, ex, be, first of all, being in the beauty industry where, you know, it was external beauty and then you wanted to look at, start looking at the beauty within. And it's funny because a lot of us do go to the beauticians, get our nails, our lashes, our brows, whatever, you know, or waxing done, our hair, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and, like myself included, we all go and we, cause we want to look good because it helps us to feel good but you're so right about when you feel good, you actually look good. Like, do you know that Roald Dahl quote? Yeah. Um, it, I think it's from the Twits or something like that. I, but he, if there's a Roald Dahl quote where he's like, you know, you can have crooked teeth, wonky nose. You can, you know, you can basically, like what he's saying is you could be the, well you know the ugliest person physically but as long as you've got good thoughts it'll shine out. what does he say it'll shine out through your face like sunbeams and you'll always look lovely and I just love that quote because it's so true if your thoughts are good and if your energy is good you like you you know what it's like to be around someone where you're like wow they just radiate yeah, they regardless
1: shine. Of what they
0: look like it's nothing to do yeah. with whether they have lovely brows or whether their hair is um highlighted perfectly it's literally that you're just like wow there's just something about that person
1: yeah, and look in regards to the external, like external beauty, it's you know the days of Cleopatra. You know she was; they were putting makeup on. There, you know, this is a thing that we're conditioned to for many, many years. Also, too, we're an animal. Like we're in an animal um, culture. You know, like we we want to impress we want to, especially if we're, if someone is single, you know, you want to look, it's like, you know, like birds, like the male bird, he looks all pretty and he wants to attract, you know, so there's definitely things there. So it, it's, it's not a bad thing to go and get your nails done, your hair done and, and take pride in yourself. Um, but you should be able to be the same person going out onto the street without any of that and shine just the same way.
0: Yeah, have so it as like an accessory, your nails and your hair, as an accessory to the wonderfulness that is you.
1: Exactly, yeah. Look, years ago I used to do triathlons just at a local club and because I was a beautician in town, I always took pride. You know, I always had some makeup on and, you know, you know, dressed nicely and all of that. And I remember, oh, my gosh, I'm going into town to do triathlon I'm not going to have any makeup on, I'm going to look like a drown rat getting out of that pool. And I'm in Lycra, (laughs) like riding a bike in the, you know, so for me personally, um, because I come from many, many years ago, I used to be a performer. Um, I was actually a professional water skier. So I would perform and do shows um, internationally. And yeah, so I had those body image uh, issues as well, you know, and, a way you know have to look a certain way to be accepted no you don't you just need to be you You just need to be you in your natural state and people will still love you yeah Mm -hmm. and
0: that needs to that we all have to impress because it is it's a it's a primal thing really isn't it that you know we want to be accepted by our tribe but to realize that we in order to attract it like what the best way to attract people that are like you is by your energy yes absolutely yeah, by Absolutely. your energy, not by your, yeah, by your outfit. <laughs> it's nice to have a nice outfit, but um, it's by your energy, um, 100%. So you have, uh, so a performance background as well. So we've loads of things going on here beauty background, performance background. You've lived like three different
1: lives in the space of, of a Definitely. few years. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's actually, yeah, everything in my life has been so much fun. Um, except for a couple of things, obviously anything to do with grief, with significant loss in my life, or, um, and that included, you know, grieving a marriage as well. Um, you know, there's been some a lot of adversity, so there's been a lot of good stuff, but there's also been adversity in my life too. But that's where, um, you know, I've, I've gained those pearls of wisdom. I remember saying to a mentor once uh, when I was going through a really challenging time, I just want to press fast forward I don't want to press play. I just want to press fast forward and get through this. And she said to me, no, she said, you must press play. You must feel it all, go into it all. She said, because that's where the pearls of wisdom are born. You have to go through, you know, So, and then you come out of those challenges and you look back. And then if you look back with gratitude for the lessons that are learned from those challenges and the gifts that they gave you, Uh, instead of resentment or hatred. um, It's just so powerful. Your life just becomes more abundant.
0: This is so lovely to hear because, you know, there's a lot online of, you know, oh, you have to be positive. You have to be this, you have to be that. Whereas to speak to someone who has lived through difficult times. And I know a lot of people listening, there could be people who are going through difficult, like, you know, maybe are in toxic relationships or on the brink of divorce. Maybe are going are going through a separation, um, are trying to parent kids and teenagers through all of this, um. Do could you share a little bit about your story? I know without having to be too personal, but um, yeah. share a bit about your story, um, and any kind of pearls of wisdom you picked up along the way that you think might help others.
1: Yeah, um, when you're going, shall we use divorce as an example? Yes. Uh, or, or let's yeah. just say relationship breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: as a grown, like grown up relationships. Yes, exactly. So it could be co it could be married, it could be with kids, whatever.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, When you're going through that, it causes a lot of stress, unnecessary stress on the body. And um, so the way to look after yourself, you have to prioritize yourself. That's the first thing you have to actually come to the point where you realize that you are the most important one in this picture i'm not saying that egotistically i'm saying it like learn learn to be selfish in a non selfish way and put yourself first to go okay is this going to work for me if i go down this path or what happens if i go down this path you know and know that know that you're worth it to look after you so there has to be some non negotiables that are happening on a daily basis to um to bring homeostasis so to bring balance to your nervous system uh, so that you can ride the journey a lot easier and it also involves educating yourself having a a growth mindset about what you're going through so if you're going through grief I just talked about this today and a real coming out tomorrow actually but um you know go and research it what are the stages of grief? What am I going to be going through? Like equip yourself with knowledge so that you're kind of one step ahead of the game and that you understand it and accept it a lot easier instead of just being bewildered. So when my marriage um, broke down, I had a lot of unanswered questions and I put a lot of energy into finding out those, trying to find out the answers. And it was burning me up. I shouldn't have done it. I should have just gone to acceptance. This is what's happened. What is the best that I can do with this situation that I'm in? So, and acceptance can take some time with depending on circumstances with um, any relationship breakdown, but it's just, it's just getting to know yourself more, backing yourself and going, this is what's right for me. And more so, this is what's right for me and my nervous system. This is what I'm always saying to my clients. What's the priority here? Is it your health or is it their health? It has to be your health. That has to be the priority. So even as a a mother, uh, you're a mother, Katie, you know, like if, if something's happening with the kids, how can you even help them if your health is not right? If you don't have balance in the way that you're thinking, if you're not putting back into you on a regular basis, how can you give to anybody else? So, and those little things, when I say on a a daily, like non-negotiables, like for me now, it's having a gratitude practice. I have a beautiful gratitude diary. And most mornings, whether I'm going through a challenge or not, Most mornings I'm out, you know, in the backyard. It's nice and (laughs) sunny here in Australia, but in the backyard and I'm writing in that gratitude journal. I am grateful for listening to the birds sing their songs. I am grateful for the beautiful um, breakfast I'm just about to have. So bringing gratitude practice into your life will change your life. There's been a lot of studies on it and it just does. It reprograms the brain. And um, and you start to um, just to live a less stressful life. Also, mindfulness, meditation, uh, exercise, um, you know, good hydration, nutrient dense food. I mean, you you preach all this stuff, Katie, you know how important it is, Um, you know, and especially if you're going through heavy times with heavy emotion in your body, that heaviness that you can feel in your body, it needs to shift go for a walk go for a run go for a swim go and do something have a dance have a dance in the kitchen to your favorite song just really you know pretend you're a backup dancer at a beyonce concert
0: yeah sing along in the car sing in the shower yeah whatever gets play your music and really just get your energy going yeah 100% and i think it's really important and it's funny you're talking from you know as a self love uh, self-love mentor how important looking after yourself physically is and uh, myself as a nutrition and health coach and as a personal trainer i talk with my so clients will sign up to me to you know lose weight or to get fit i am strong healthy and i will very much preach how important it is to look after our mindset because yes. that actually yeah. So it's just so intertwined and then one other point then about what you're saying about gratitude just from my own experience so you know the way a lot, most people say first thing in the morning list what you're grateful for I tried that I'm not great in the mornings so I don't actually feel very grateful in the mornings when I wake up it takes me a while to get going I think what's really important it, like and I used to like do that I had a gratitude journal and I'd be sitting there like, oh I'm thank you thankful for my kids I'm thankful for being alive Um, you know and like but not (laughs) really because it was like 6 a.m and I just wasn't you know hadn't had a coffee yet or whatever so I think it's really important to find a time in your day that works for you so I actually find I'm much more reflective in the evening time and doing a bit of journaling before I go to bed works really well for me um and then I feel like it puts my mindset into a positive space before I go to sleep um but I I think that it's really important when we put these practices in place not to force them to to try things out. It doesn't work there. Okay, I'll try it
1: here. 100% agree, Katie. There is no rule book with this. There's no rule book. I mean, people even say, this is the way that you're meant to meditate. Sit like this, do like. And of course, there's certain things that come from traditions, but you just feel into your body and do what's right for you because sometimes if we think there's a rule book oh you have to write gratitude in the morning you have to be in this pose to do meditation it puts up blocks for us to actually like it sabotages us not doing it because we're feeling we're not doing it correctly no just feel into your body and you know what you don't even need to be writing gratitude if you're creative and artistic draw a painting yeah paint a painting about it or draw a picture sketch that is mindfulness that, is, like, that to me that is
0: meditation yeah, yeah like for me for me I, I find it quite difficult to sit still and meditate I will sometimes put on a guided meditation at bedtime but the best way for me to meditate is to go for a walk down by the sea yeah, and, and like I actually meditate quite well when I'm walking. I don't listen to podcasts or music or anything when I'm um walking. Like I I'll walk and I you know I'll, I'll get a good pace going for a while, and then I find just the actual getting the energy flowing in my body from walking and that repetitive practice of yeah. walking makes makes me tune in really well, and then I'm able to like tune in to everything around me. So then I kind of use my senses and like I'm touching things along the way I'm smelling, I'm listening to what I can see and I'm using my senses and being really, really present. And that's what I use to meditate because for me, that's just what works best at this stage of my life.
1: Yeah, that's right. And maybe later in your life, you might get into really deep forms of meditation that work for you then, but you know, you've got a, a busy life at the moment and Um, and it's great that you even prioritize that, like get down and, and being out in nature, connecting with nature, it just brings so much more peace to your life. And, you know, and especially being near the ocean, ah, the roar of it, you know, we're so, we're really, um, so disconnected. We're, We're all one, we're one human race we're We're part of this earth, we're a citizen of Earth, and to connect to it is so powerful. Uh, and a lot of people, especially in Western culture, are not connected to it. Indigenous cultures are. Mm. you know, and do they have all the <laughs> the diseases dis- you know that Western culture have? No, there's so many different little things, you know, but to to be in nature to connect, you don't need to do it all day long but if you do it you know 10 minutes every morning make it a non-negotiable have I well in Australia it seems we can say have I stood barefoot on the grass today you know like to really ground the
0: Irish are not afraid to get out in the cold and the wet let's be fair we have a lot of people because we live by the sea we're we're the east coast of Ireland here um and there are regular winter swimmers people will get in at like when it's like Amazing. one degree outside they'll still get in yeah. they'll do they kind of the ice water swimming so there's a lot of that going on in Ireland yeah.
1: I love all of that. I did a cold plunge today. I went with a friend to a day spa and there was, look, it was 12 degrees. It wasn't cold water, but I've been in a lot colder. Um, <laughs> 12 yeah. degrees, that's, a, that's a summer's day here. <laughs> it's a summer's day, Exactly. But um, for here, it's like people are like, oh my gosh, how can you stay in there? But we were in there for a few minutes. Um, but no, normally anywhere from five to eight degrees into water is really great. And um, a lot of health benefits into cold plunging, um, especially just to, uh exercise if i can say it like that your cardiovascular system the little muscles you know to do with um around your vessels contracting all of that yeah amazing stuff really and, and great for immunity
0: yeah and i think like you know we we're talking about like you know going for a walk by the sea or we're talking about doing a meditation or going for a workout or getting into the sea or getting into a sauna or a plunge bath you know there's I, th- it's funny there's so many different things like activities or hobbies you could say or methods um to basically do the same thing what we're trying to do is connect with ourselves and connect with the world around us or connect with the world around us to help us connect with ourselves because like bringing it back to you know people going through a difficult time like grief divorce um I just think that was really empowering what you said that you have to listen to your body you have to listen to how you feel and you can't do that if you don't create the space to listen to you which and that can be hard it can take time but if we like we can't control especially if you're in if you're in a breakup that you have no control over let's say someone has left you or some you know people going through grief because of death or you know and getting to that acceptance can be extremely hard but when we can kind of surrender to the fact that we cannot control what happens around us the only thing we can control is how we react to it
1: yeah, I actually say how we respond to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're on the right track. Look, Katie, if I can just say, um, I heard a great podcast once by Gabor Mate, who is a Canadian, Hungarian-Canadian physician. He wrote a great book called The Myth of Normal. And um, I love listening to his podcast. and that he makes a lot of sense. But You know we're so disconnected from self. So like say let's say use let's use relationship breakdown as an example. It's just happened. Someone's really um, panicked about it. Their you know brain is in this hijack mode. They can't think straight. They've got no clarity. All of that. They will. They could end up going to the doctor and say, doctor, can you give me something? So the doctor then gives them something. So they're relying on an, an outer source to tell them what is wrong with themselves. Like, can you please tell me what is wrong with me? Now, of course that does apply to certain things, right? I understand like if you get a blood test, whatever, you know, of course there's a lot of science behind it, but we're so disconnected from self that we can't, we can, Yeah, it's not, it's, to get to a point to go, Oh, you know what? I've got really heavy energy around my heart today. I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to sit with this. I'm going to give myself some love and I'm going to, I'm not going to catastrophize some story about it. I'm just going through some grief. I'm having significant loss in my life and I need to be kind to myself during this time. And the best the best medicine are things that are actually within our body right now and they're called lungs (laughs) and lungs nice big deep conscious breathing it's free you don't have to make an appointment for it it's right there so even if you you know four seconds in through the nose eight seconds out through the nose or the mouth whichever you prefer um, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system in the body. It activates that vagus nerve that runs down from the, the, the stem of the brain down to the gut. Like it activates all of that and um, it just calms the body, you know, instead of being in that state. So there's so many different tools. And look, psychologists and um, and that can help you with tools and all that as well. But it's a matter of going, you know what, this is what I feel what's right for my body intuitively tap into it and back yourself with it instead of having to rely on someone else who has got training in a medical field right of course but instead of having to rely on them to tell you what is wrong with you um because there's so many things in our culture that create (laughs) so much stress so much stress and um it's a matter of going, well, does this system, you know, work for me? And it starts like even, you know, when we're young and you go to school and you're like, I'm going to be married by this time. I'm going to have kids. We're going to have a house. We're going to do this, you know, because it all feels great. But what about all the stresses that that brings? all the stress that that can bring into the life. I'm not saying don't do it. I've done it it's been great but I had a lot of stress through it. you know we're not equipped we're not equi- we're not told that this is going to bring stress. having you know um, big mortgages that we can't afford and then suddenly we're stressed, the relationship gets strained, all of those things because you can't you just you're focused on other things and and you're even more disconnected from self from regulating the body. Um, going off on a bit of a tangent there, but there's so many things in, in our culture that lead us to these ways. So some people can, um, you know, really bring a lot of uh, guilt and shame upon themselves if something doesn't go right in their life or, you know, like, oh gosh, I failed at that or no, you don't take the full blame. There's parts of culture that we're in that are contributing to this and so yeah it's does that make sense katie what i'm saying like yeah
0: no it really does and it's bringing me down a whole new path now with this conversation because i do like it is one of the questions that i wanted to ask you i wanted to talk a little bit about this mental health epidemic that we're dealing with in modern society and stress anxiety depression and all all that comes with this, this, but like you've already said so much there, and I
1: wanted to ask you something specific about it, and I can't remember. It'll come back to me. Um, <laughs> can we use Katie? Can we use um, weight loss as an example for this thing that you're in in that mm-hmm. business too? I actually start. I'm, I'll be a qualified PT too in a few more months, so I'm oh, doing my studies with that as well because I wanted to learn about the body um, and how to to look after it. So most people go. Uh, especially women in culture, you open up a magazine, you go onto Instagram, it's like, you need to look like this. You need to look like this. It's very rare that you see that you need to feel like this. You need to feel strong. You need to feel confident within your body and not because it looks a certain way. It's just, it's a feeling. Yeah, I've gone to the gym today, not to, um, I always say, I, I read this quote ages ago and it's such a great quote I don't exercise as a punishment for what I ate I exercise to celebrate my body what my body can do what my body can do not because I had that beautiful big cream apple turnover the day before it doesn't matter if you had that you know it's about Celebrating what your body can do. Wow, today I swam 20 laps of the pool. I, you know, did a whole set of deadlifts and I'm strong and I'm really appreciative that my body is like that. And especially as we age as well, it's very important that we keep our strength up.
0: Yeah. And that we like that we really appreciate our health as well because it's it's something that we tend not to appreciate until it's taken away from us whether it's temporarily or whether it's something chronic you know we don't appreciate it when we have it and it's so important you know in our gratitude practice to really you know be grateful for our bodies and I like I've spoken to other people where it's okay to not like parts of your body you know but it's not okay to not appreciate what where this vessel has brought you so far in life
1: so amazing I mean my body created very fortunately um, created two other human beings my body has traveled all around the world my body every day my body breathes my lungs breathe 22,000 times how's that for a stat like and do you ever think oh thank you lungs (laughs) thank you for breathing 22,000 times today Or are we just always doing it so unconsciously we're not even giving any acknowledgement to it? Part of the course that I do in the the self-love affair in in week seven of it is the 11 systems. We go through the 11 systems of the human body and so that you can actually understand it more. This is a thing that we're in all the time. We can't at the end of the day go, oh, I'm going to hang my body up in the wardrobe tonight and I'll get a new one out tomorrow morning. No, we're in it all the time, yet we can be so disconnected from it. We're living like from here up and normally in our head and in comparison to other people. <laughs> so not, not everyone lives like this, but a lot of people do. And especially with um, commercialism and marketing and all of those things about what you need to look like to be accepted into society. No, you don't need that. You need to feel bloody great. You need to feel good. You know, you need to, you need to spread that energy. You need to have love in your heart. You need to have kindness, compassion. You know, we as I said before, we're one race. Let's all let's all come down a notch, get out of the unhealthy ego, come into the healthy ego. And and it all starts with the individual it all starts with self and how you look at self and how you love on self and some of my clients I say take all your clothes off stand in front of the mirror and love yourself look at yourself thank your body for you for everything that it's done all your lumps and your bumps and all of that doesn't matter just love on it and you'll find that like um you know, like you just because you start to love on yourself more and not in an egotistical, like completely up yourself way. I'm talking about just genuine healthy ego way, like I'm a good person. You know, it doesn't matter that I'm not, don't look like that. And I've gone through all of this, you know, being a performer in swimwear on stage, you know, so I totally I've, yeah i've've I've walked the path of going okay, I'm more than that i'm I'm yeah I'm a healthy body i'm I've got a lot to give I've got many gifts, many gifts, yeah. yeah,
0: I think what you said there in relation to a lot of people you know living from the neck up in their heads, not really kind of connected with their body like we talked obviously then about not being connected with nature or ourselves in general and um, anyone listening to this podcast. Are already a step ahead of most people, which is which I think is a really empowering thing. So, if you are listening to this, you are already on this journey of self discovery. You might have started it to lose ten pounds, and suddenly you are like, "Wow!" Like this, like I started on this journey years ago, yeah, looking to just get a little bit thinner, a little bit fitter, and then suddenly it took me on this journey that my whole career has changed now (laughs) do you know what I mean that you you have to change your whole career but you as you start taking a step forward and really learning to connect with yourself um it is the most exciting journey and it's a never-ending one because it's literally once you start connecting in it's it's for the rest of your life and it's it, it really excites me I love that I don't know where I'll be this time next year Like, I know I'll probably physically be still here in, um, in County Wicklow, Ireland with my kids, you know, that more than likely. Um, but like, I don't know where I'll be in my, like what space I'll be in. And that's exciting.
1: It is really exciting. And if you're leading the way now, Katie, with your little light (laughs) going, come on, come on, ladies, follow me. Just keep following me. You can do this. You can do this then they're going to have a light as well saying to their daughters or their friends or to come and follow me, follow me. You can do this too. And, and that's, we need people like you in this world <laughs> oh, that can you. do, you know, and you, yeah. and
0: what I love as well is, you know, that I, I'm, again, I'm terrible with quotes, but like I love quotes. And then I can't say them back properly, but you know, when it's like when you light a match, You don't, it doesn't extinguish by lighting another match a candle doesn't extinguish by lighting, you know, that you can light other people up around you. It doesn't dim your light and we should all be lifting each other up. And I know any of the women that are working with me, that's exactly what they do in the groups. They help each other. They lift, they pick each other up when needed. And I think women are particularly good at that. And when you start putting out that energy, you attract those those people. Like I find even just from doing this podcast, and I'm talking to wonderful, wonderful people like you and the people I've spoken to before you, I it just it's our energies end up attracting. And it's amazing that there's I haven't had anyone on the podcast where I was like, oh my God, that was <laughs> that was difficult. You know,
1: amazing. there's a saying, there's a saying, Katie, too, like your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and you're putting out that great vibe into your field, your magnetic field, and you're attracting the right people into your life. And and sometimes for people to do that, they need to set healthy boundaries if they're in around negativity or toxicity. They need to actually well they don't need to do anything, they do what's right for them, but I'd, you know, invite them to go Do, does this circle of friends or these particular people that I'm with all the time who, when I walk out of the room, I feel really low and terrible about being around. Do I need to actually associate with them? Can I just drift from them a little bit and try and find my tribe that really make me feel good about myself?
0: Yeah. And I think when you start to be your true self and connecting with yourself, yourself, you don't need to go in search of people. It they kind of it, it kind of comes across your path. You might decide, oh, I'm going to join a gym, and suddenly you join a gym and you make yeah. loads of gym friends, or you know, you join a women's circle, or you know, a, a coaching group, or whatever. And suddenly you're like, wow, look at all these like-minded women by just making one little choice. It doesn't mean you have to cut off everyone in your life.
1: It just means no. your focus starts to pivot slightly. Yeah, absolutely, and you start to create a path for you that serves you in a much better way that has you in a higher vibration most of the time and that's what you want to be so you want to be in that higher vibration not the low dull I mean yes you can go to the low one every now and then but if you're in there for more than a few days kick your own butt get outside do some exercise get do those do those things to change to get back in that high vibration that happier state also too it's very important that you express your emotions you've got you know have someone that you do trust that you can talk to like this is the way i'm feeling i don't know why i'm feeling like this but i want to just tell you all this or write it out like i'm feeling really crappy lately i don't know what to do dah, dah, dah. maybe it's this. you know start to peel back the layers get curious about um more of these things And, um, because if we're not here, we're not here to live a life of suffering. We're just not, we're not here to be suffering. We're here to be experiencing joy most days and having, you know, a great time (laughs) and, um,
0: sharing that joy with others. So, you know, I would, I've very much a belief that we're all here for a reason and we all have something to contribute and we can't contribute what we're meant to contribute if we're miserable.
1: That's right. Now, There is one big thing that does bring a lot of misery, if I can say this, and that is the media. So if you're watching the news all the time, and there's a lot of sad, terrible things on the news. The news is a lot of negativity. That's how they report. That's how they get their money. And, you know, and the last story in the news will be about the fireman that rescued the kitty cat out of the tree. Oh, everything's okay now. You know, no, but in the meantime, you've entered all that information into your subconscious and then you start to believe, oh, gosh, the world is really a terrible place. We're really in a terrible state. This is not good. And so you start to lower down with that and you start to get into discussions with people which are negative. So just be aware of those things and think, you know what, I do enjoy listening to the news but I'm actually going to not listen to the news for a couple of nights and then I'm not going to listen to the news hardly ever, but, or I'm going to source the news that I want to um, be part of.
0: Yes. That's what I did a long time ago. Actually. I stopped listening to the news or I still have a news app on my phone and I'm like, if something is important enough, I will hear people talking about it. So if there's a, you know, a serious yeah. war somewhere or there's something that that I feel I need to be aware of, I can then go into my news app and read up on it. Or I can choose to watch the 9 yeah. p.m. news or whatever. But I'm doing that out of choice without it being fed into me. And it's the same with your social media feed. You know, you need to be careful what you're following because those yes. sneaky little horrible stories of horrible things that are happening around the world, sneak in, like I've, like magazine, I used to follow like magazines, like, okay, magazine, or hello, Ma- you know, those kind of ones, or, you know, like e-news, like for entertainment. But then it would be like something you'd see it, they'd slip in a news story about something horrific that happened to someone, and I'd literally just be caught off guard. It'd be like a punch in the stomach in the middle of my positive feed. I'd be like, okay, that's gotta go. So I just unfollowed all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about um it, it's not about being arrogant about it. It's it's about once again doing what's right for you as an individual. Uh, And especially with things, if I can just quickly touch on this subject, but the things like uh, war and the big news stories can sometimes leave us with heavy energy because we can feel overwhelmed from it. It's such a big thing. What can I do? I don't know what to do about this. I can't do anything about it. Well, you can do something about it, which is right for you. And that is just sit with love in your heart. Just sit with love in your heart and send those people love just send them love. And if that's the, if that's the thing that you can do on that day, which is good and contributes to your overall, overall being, and it's sending them love energy, then that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's better than being in overwhelm and getting down from it all.
0: Yeah. And I think if you use your energy to make people that are in contact with you feel good, if everyone did that, how much better would the world be? You know, I I'm not saying it would solve well, all the problems, right. yeah. I mean, you know, take responsibility for your own energy field and the people that come in contact with you. And like you said, light them up and then they can light their people up. And that's really exactly. all that you can do. You can, of course, if you have time and you have the, you know, financial capabilities, you can get involved in helping different causes. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're not in that position, yeah. just light the people up around you. That's
1: all. Yeah. And look, they do a lot of things. um, You may have heard like, you know, like global meditations at at certain times, you know, because they're trying to raise the vibration in the world to more of a loving space. And so if that's the one thing you can be part of, go and be part of it. Don't question it, you know, but just always, yeah, it, it does come back to the individual what's right for you. Because look, if there's war happening, if their neighbor's house got robbed, if, you know, uncle joe's cousin you know just had an accident What it you got to work out what are you taking on and how are you responding to it all
0: yeah and i don't think it's being naive and i don't think it's you know not caring what's going on like obviously when things are happening in your family and with people that you're in contact with and that you love you know they, like life as we've discussed already will bring its challenges and you'll deal with them as they happen But that doesn't mean that you need to spend your life worrying about when, if and when they're going to happen and horrible things that are happening to people that aren't a part of your life is not going to help you deal with, you're still not going to be prepared for when life's challenges come your way. And it's important to, I suppose, tune into the positive while you can, when you can and do your best.
1: Yeah. And yeah, don't get stuck in the negative story about it all. Yeah. Don't get stuck in it yeah it's okay to feel the feelings to go absolutely you have to feel the feelings the cure for the pain is in the pain you You have to go through through the pain yeah yeah
0: and we've talked a lot of i've talked a lot about this with other people in relation to kind of binge eating or you know addictive behaviors that's all avoiding the pain and at the end of the day you you can't can't avoid the pain no, any
1: addiction, um, it takes you to a place of comfort and it takes you to a place where you are avoiding it. You're 100% right. And it's it's a place of comfort because it's like I don't need to deal with it. It's a denial. But to go, but to actually, I mean, normally we need some something um, to happen in our lives to make change. <laughs> so um, for us to see, oh, and that's if we survive it, you know, for us to say, oh, okay, I need to make some changes in my lifestyle now because the things that I'm doing are creating dis-ease within my body. It's not ease and flow. It's dis-ease. So yeah, it's pa- powerful stuff. And these things, Katie, can't be, you can't just go, oh, okay, I'm going to start this personal development journey. Um, you know, today it's going to be great and everything's going to be fine next week. <laughs> no, this is an ongoing thing. So don't look at it. Don't look at the mountain of it. Just go, okay, well, what's yeah. one little thing I can do today? What's one little thing I can do tomorrow? What's one little thing I can do the next day? What are my non-negotiables to give back to me so that I can give to my family and my friends and my community in the best way possible?
0: Yeah, that's so good because that was actually one thing I was going to say was um for anyone who's feeling in a particularly bad place listening to this and thinking oh that's well for them to say it or you know Carol is in this fantastically positive place and that's all well and good for her but I'm in I'm stuck in this place where things are not good that um you know it it's it's one step at a time you build your own tower you build your own oh, legs to your table and it it doesn't you don't like it's the same with weight loss don't compare your day 1 to someone else's day 100
1: no, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, if there is someone in a state like that listening, you know, first of all, send, I want to send you love and know that there is always, you're in a challenge at the moment and every challenge has a solution. There's always a solution. You've just got to seek out the ways to get to the solution. And, you know, I have had the mornings where I'd wake up and my hands were shaking. You know, my nervous system was, um, you know hit a couple of times really big or um or i had this thing of who am i where do i belong i'm not enough you know all these things mm-hmm. these thoughts are sub subcon- subconscious thoughts and they keep coming in and it's like hang on a minute stop it I'm creating stories in my head yeah So I've had those days. Not always happy. Yay, I'm in Australia. I'm happy. Everything's great. It's It's just
0: going to go surfing now. But I think as well, another thing, like I am quite, uh, like I would suffer with perfectionism if I don't stop myself. Like I just like everything to be really structured, organized. I like to like to control as much as I can of my life and my day, which can sometimes then you know squash any creativity, so I have to kind of work on that. But when I feel stuck, I have this need where I'm like, I need to find a solution. I love to be solution orientated, and I was feeling particularly stuck there a couple of months back, and I was I just didn't re couldn't really see a way out. And then this is, actually sounds really poetic and really cheesy, but this actually happened. I was in the car, and then the Beatles song Let it, Let It Be came on, and I was like, oh perfect. My God. I was like, it was like a message. I was like, oh my God, I need to just calm the fuck down. Yeah. And just let it be. Like literally, and I was listening because I've, and like I studied the Beatles. I did music for my leaving cert, um, which are after, or end of school exams here. And yeah. um, so we, I studied the Beatles, but I never listened to the words of it properly. Like actually I was like, Oh my God! He's literally like. Sometimes you just need to calm down and stop trying to fix everything. Is basically what the song is about. And as soon as I did, and I relaxed, and my energy, my vibration increased, and everything just started to fix itself.
1: Yes, (laughs) because you let it go. You surrendered. (laughs) Yeah, because in in my belief system, you know, our path is already set for us, right? So why do we put so much energy in having to know having to control like it's great to surrender just go Uh, okay i'm just gonna let yeah i'm just gonna let this go i'm gonna accept whatever is gonna happen is is meant to be on my path and another thing a lot of my clients I pick them up for they say oh Carol but it's, it's so hard this is so hard what I'm going through it's so hard okay no you're never to use the word hard again you <laughs> know I'm going to pick you up every time on it you're changing the word hard to challenging this is so challenging because every challenge as I said before has a solution yeah so whereas a hard is kind of like full stop done this is hard it's so hard it's hard yeah.
0: Whereas challenging is like, I accept the challenge.
1: Yeah, accept the challenge. And some of those challenges, they can take years to go through, you know, but you, you, you're making steps to go through them. Other challenges are really quick. The more that you sit with emotion and feeling the energy in your body, the heaviness, wherever it's sitting in your body, it could be in your throat, your heart, just sit with it, let it diffuse, just get connected with your body more. The more that you do that, the quicker you bounce back, the quicker you build resilience. So when that challenge comes in again, for example, I had a a thread. I've talked about this before in other podcasts. I've had a thread in my life of rejection. I I felt rejected. I was actually adopted out as a newborn baby. And um, that's a whole other story, but um, it's a great story. Um, But So therefore, during my childhood, I grew up thinking, why would someone reject me? You know, um, going through the marriage breakdown, it was rejection. There's been other circumstances in my life where I feel it's rejection, um, other relationship breakdowns, whatever. Um, It's like, hang on. So when something happens in my life now where I feel rejected, I know that feeling in my body. I know where it sits. I'm like, oh. You're back again, are you? Okay, you just sit there for a few minutes, and that's all you got today, because this is just. um Actually, I did a reel on this the other day. It's not rejection; it's redirection. It's not rejection; it's redirection. It's redirect. It's so good. I did a reel on it on my Instagram, Katie. But it's 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 redirecting you to to another path, and the quicker that you can accept it sit with the emotions and absolutely deal with the emotions. Don't repress them and sit with them all. If you need to cry for three days, cry for three days, you know, do all of that, right? But if you know in the back of your mind this is redirecting me to something else, I need to trust this journey, then, um, yeah. Have a have a look at my reel on Instagram about oh, <laughs> rejection real? and redirection because, um, yeah, it's very powerful.
0: It's, I'm going to share that my, on my stories, yeah. That, oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Once again, it's just, it is, and it's a story that we're making up in our mind, right? Because it affects, it attacks our identity yeah. um, of who we are. It attacks our, it, it, it brings um, a fear status into us um, because it's threatening our identity or threatening our status of where we are or what, it, you know, it's like, hang on. And it's also expectations not being met. Yeah,
0: it's nice. you've like, you've totally kind of reframed the way I look at like reaching a goal, because like I would visualize like, you know, a path that you're on to reach a goal. And yes, you encounter challenges or roadblocks along the way. And I would always in my mind, like picture overcoming them as in like climbing over them or going yeah. around them. yeah. But I never thought about it being like, oh, maybe I'll just change direction. That changing direction is still, so that redirection is still bringing you towards whatever goal, your goal might change, it might not, but the path that you go, rather than it having to overcome that obstacle, it could just redirect you brilliant yeah normally it
1: redirects you to the right <laughs> way as well ah, ah, moment. <laughs> like think about it. <laughs> that's so great like maps going recalculating <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly and 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 it'll take you to a faster it'll fast track you out of it you know yeah. and but as I said it's very important that you sit with the emotions and process emotions if especially if it's to do with loss you know, you process all of those. It's not just, oh, that didn't work out. Now I'm going over this way. But you're sitting with, you know, say emotion of resentment or something inside because it will come back out later and bite you in the butt when you least expect it. So it's very important. Even if you just journal on it, you know, I feel rejected. It makes me feel sad. Um, I feel like crying all day today, um, you know, but I'm gonna, I'm going to be okay. I can do this. I am strong. And I've got loving, supportive, you know, family here. And, you know, just pull out all the the gratitude and everything as well. And, um, yeah, it can set you on, on the right path. And this stuff takes practice. It takes practice. Like years of
0: practice you know, of just being self-compassionate, being like, you know, that it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. It's okay to have a day where you stay in bed and don't want don't want to hide from the world or you know, and then you cry for three days as you say. That that's okay. And then when you're done, you dust yourself off, you pick yourself up and you move forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, at the start of this um week I actually had some very sad news, but because I'm understanding of this. I've um I've just had the last couple of days of just cruising, you know. I've just been kind to myself and, um, knowing that I'm, you know, working through it and allowing the emotions to come and go. So, um, yeah, it's just you just start to bounce back a lot quicker. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: And um, before we finish up, we have a few more minutes. So I just we had kind of started to touch on a topic, and I I know we could probably go into a whole other episode of this, but we'll just kind of we'll keep it. Um, not to, we won't go too deep in this but we were talking. you were talking a lot about per- the pressures of modern society and how yeah. this is leading to chronic stress which is then leading to you know first of all physical diseases and also anxiety depression mental health issues and um, and I think that pressure starts so young so you were talking about you know oh I feel like you know you have to get married you have to have kids you have to buy a house you have to do this and um, I think that starts when you're like you know I think it starts when you're about seven you know when you think about kids uh, kids up, up until seven are like sponges they're like free expressions of themselves I was a teacher for 15 years so I've got like a you know a lot of experience
1: working with kids and like so they are sponges up till seven after yeah, seven, the, sub, the subconscious mind takes it all in in the first seven years yeah yeah
0: and then then you're kind of a lot of and a lot of how we view the world now is from what we took in up till we were seven which is fucking scary if you ask me but anyway (laughs) my point is after that age when you think about it that's like I have I have a six-year-old who is still very much in that free expression stage and then I have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old and my ten-year-old now, like she's my girl. I have two boys either end and a girl in the middle, and she is now at that stage. You know, she's doing her hair, and she's you know will only wear certain outfits, and you know it's starting. And yeah. I have a teenage boy who's you know you know teenage boys are like so that that's just. But I it, I think that pressure starts. And with my oldest child, I'm conscious not to go too much into their business. You know, as the, um it's their business, but he's in secondary school now. And I see the pressures when we talk about how you know that when you look at the small child, my six-year-old, who's still you know is exactly who he's meant to be. He hasn't been affected by the world yet. And then they go to they go through primary school. They go to secondary school. I don't know what you're this what way Mm,
1: yeah
0: schools in, in Australia, but secondary school here. And then it's suddenly like you're expected to conform. You're expected to be academic. You're expected to be able to pass your exams. You're expected to get certain points to get into university. You're expected to go to university because you need it to get a good job. Apparently you need it. You know, there's all these pressures that are put on and I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, this system is going to destroy my teenager.
1: Yeah. And it does destroy a lot of teenagers. Very sadly. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're seeking an answer there from me about it the way that I would say is that um you know the environment that they're in at home you can create that so Mm -hmm. that they feel loved and supported unconditionally so that they they feel it you know um and teaching them putting little things on the fridge um you know little statements that that help I know when um you know on my fridge that was always the victor victim you know the the victor is uh, sorry the victim is blaming denial justification and excuses the victor above it so if you want to get above the line and be the victor in life it's ownership accountability responsibility and you know just having that little statement on my fridge really helped my kids go through their teenage years like are they taking full ownership of where they are you know they wanted to go to that party or something you know I'm trying to think of an example but it's just the same in adult life you know if you take full ownership I am here today because I placed myself where I'm at yeah not blaming anyone not blaming culture nothing I place myself where I'm at where do I want to go what path do I want to go on what do I want to expose myself to as in my subconscious mind you know, so um, with children, yeah, so um, challenging because it's you're in a big system. You're up against a big system, uh, the education system, and it's yeah. There's parts of that which are great. I'm not knocking it, but there's also certain things in it which um there's just yeah, pressure, 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 pressure. Got to do and this. And it prepares us that.
0: for for this life of pressure that we build for ourselves. And I think when you were talking about, you know the keeping up and suddenly we're in these, these lives where we're working so hard, we're so stressed. We're trying to pay mortgages that we can't afford, you know, all of this stuff that it does get to a stage where we need to be like, what am I working so hard for? What are my values? What do I like, do I want all of this? And this is what I did. Like I, people thought, I think people thought I was having a midlife crisis when I was like, right. Like now I'm only on career break. So I still have the option to go back teaching, but I was like, yeah, I don't think I am going to be a teacher anymore. I am going to go be a coach and a personal trainer. And like I, my parents in particular were like, what? "What is she doing?" You know, and I think are still a bit like they're afraid to say anything. Will she go back? Will she not? But it was
1: like, what do I actually value? What do I want? And we don't ask see the thing, that. With, the thing is the thing is we're going back to teaching, right? It's going to give what we know as stability. You've got that wage coming in. You've got a career. You know all of those things of what we know is normal <laughs> yep. but you're like going hang on a minute I'm going to break through out break out of this system and people are going to be bewildered by it but I know in my heart this is the right thing for me and I'm going to do my best to make it work because I want to make difference in other people's lives and it's a great thing now not everyone can do this obviously because we need certain people to be in certain roles in you know community and society Um, but if you've got that feeling in you because the what you were doing with teaching was not working for you I mean now I'm imagining Katie and correct me if I'm wrong but you're there um you know you can be there for your children uh look in the teaching career you you can be there for the kids too I'm assuming because of the hours right but a lot of people can't be there for their kids because of the careers that they've chosen and um it does it just it puts so much strain but that's why I created um, my waxing business to start off with before I became a makeup artist because I had my babies I was there with them you know until they started school I was fortunate because in my marriage my husband was earning the money right so I could be there in that role very important role Um, but I was having part-time businesses as well but I I then thought, what can I create where people come to me, where I can be working from home? I had a home salon for years, you know, so that I could be there for my children if they're sick, if they've got a school presentation. I worked in around that, and it was is a game changer. There's way I always say this. There's way more to me than pulling out people's unwanted hair, right? I knew that, but it had to. I had to go through. I went through, chose to go through that stage in my life because it gave me an income and I was there for my kids.
0: Yeah. And it worked I and mean, it was the first step in your journey. And it's funny when you're when bringing it back to like the, with the teaching, like I'm not at all knocking teaching as a career. And it's actually a great career for raising kids, because, especially when they get to school age, because you're off for school holidays and, you know, it's brilliant that way. Um, And it can be an extremely fulfilling career. And I've worked with some of the most amazing teachers over over the past 15 years but for me, it just didn't light me up. I never felt fulfilled. Like, of course, I'd have great days where, you know, you'd be working with fantastic kids and they'd say something, you know, they'd always, it was never a depressing job because kids will always make you feel good. You know, they'll make you tear your hair out some days, but <laughs> in general, you know, yeah. it's not like working in a hospital or, you know, work, you know, it's, it's usually quite light. The problems can be stressful, yeah. but they they don't tend to be heavy problems. Um, and. Yes but it never lit me up. Whereas now, yes, it's very convenient that I'm working from home and I can be here for the kids a bit more, but it's more that I'll open my laptop at 9 PM and I'll work because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. I love it. And the fulfillment that I get from helping someone or someone sending a message, you know, and literally being like, you've changed my life or, you know, I, you know, or letting a client go because they now don't need me anymore. I'm like, wow, it's just, it's the most amazing feeling. And when you're doing something that you feel like you should be doing it, like, it just makes everything more enjoyable.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And that ripples through to your family, Katie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool.
0: And it's just for anyone listening that feels stuck, I just, just to kind of wrap things up that it's not, I'm not saying go quit your jobs and, you know, start working for, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Might, Please not start. Be, might not be, yeah, if you have financial stress, then because of that, you won't be able to enjoy your life. It's to try and get that balance, but you can always start up a little side gig. You can, you know, but even just bringing it back to what you said, which I think is the main theme to take away from this whole um, episode is tuning in with yourself. What is right for yeah. me in this moment?
1: Yeah. And, and exactly. And working on that, like you didn't wake up one morning and go, I'm going to finish teaching tomorrow and off I go into me PT. Like I'm sure there was a transition there of of doing that. Yeah. So waking up one morning and going, you know what? There is more to life. I'm not feeling fulfilled. Let me start to create a plan to work toward what is going to really light me up. Yeah. And
0: you don't have to have all the steps of the plan figured out. Just, you know, step one, like you with your waxing business being like, now I'm back in the workforce. I'm earning for myself and I can be, it works around my kids. And then it gets to the stage when you start to feel fulfilled from different parts of that job where you're helping women that are coming in and they're talking to you. I really enjoy helping people. I'm going to qualify in the next stage of what, what you're going to do and build from there. So you don't have to have the whole path figured out either. And in fact, you probably shouldn't because then you'll kind of ruin all the wonderful things that will come your way.
1: Yeah. You don't need to know too. You just don't, you need to let go of it. Don't, you don't need to know everything that's going to happen. You can have, you can definitely have goals, but if you, if they don't work out, it just means you're being redirected. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Last question. (laughs) Last question before we finish up. What does the word health mean to you? Health. Health. Yeah. What does
1: the word health mean to you? the word health means to me like straight away what came to my mind was overall well-being yeah so yeah straight away so and that's mental health physical health spiritual health mind body soul yeah mm i
0: don't think you can be fully healthy without if one of those are missing yeah carol Thank you so much for um, this conversation. It's been absolutely wonderful. I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I could talk to
1: you for another hour, but I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to you again if you want. To, what, you know, if you want to um, do chapter two, you're always welcome Definitely, to get me back. Yeah, on. I would love to. Um, if anyone, maybe would... we should do that. Yes. In, yeah. In a year's time, when you, when you said in a year, you don't know where you will you're I in I be, in, be in, year? Year? in a year.
0: Yes, <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. Let's revisit that. Yeah. We'll do that before Christmas next year, definitely, and see where we're both at this time next year. That would be amazing. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you, where can they find you if they're interested in doing your course? Is there any kind of information you want to share before we finish up?
1: Yeah, everything's on my website, um, Uh, and you'll see my Instagram link. So, just to, um, there's, I've got some free information on there, five self-love tips. You can download them. Um, but just give me a follow on Instagram, underscore carol.robinson underscore. And um, yeah, just give me a follow and watch what I do. I'm really enjoying my reels lately and uh, just giving out some great information. You can always DM me. I yeah agree. if you feel it so and you can work one-on-one next week next year I start more of a um a program where you just sign up and you've got um it's all pre-recorded the eight weeks and it will include a zoom room with me and and all that too so yeah but uh this week I'm, I'm finished for the courses sorry this year but you can still work one-on-one with me and I have had clients in the UK so just because I'm in Australia it doesn't mean I can't work with you amazing thank you so much Chat to you soon. Thank you so much, Carol. It's been amazing.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. I just wanted to come on and say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I really hope that you are enjoying the episodes. Um, If I could ask for one little favor from you, it would be to make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Um, And also, if you have the time, leaving a little review of any of the episodes would be hugely helpful. And anything you enjoy, please do share it on your social media, tag me in it or share it in your WhatsApp groups and let more people know about the podcast. All of these little things um, you might think doesn't make a difference, but it makes such a difference to try and grow this podcast and reach and help more people out there. So thank you so much. And then in relation to anyone looking to work with me, um, we are coming up towards the end of 2023. And at this moment, the current Nourish, Move and Shine program is in full swing and that's bringing us all the way up to Christmas. But I'm excited to announce that my group coaching Nourish, Move and Shine will be back on the 8th of January and I will be releasing some pre-sale spaces to this at the end of November at a little discount. So make sure that you are on the priority list and um, you can do that through my website or if you go to the link in the bio of any of my social media pages, you'll be able to reach it that way. But my website is Kate Hamilton Health Dot com. If you go there, you'll be able to make sure you're on the priority list and spaces will go out to my email list and um, the end of November for a few days around Black Friday. And then they will close again until after Christmas and then the spaces will open and we will be in full swing 8th of January to start the new year with fantastically good habits. Um, but, but if you don't want to wait that long, I do have some space available in my one-to-one coaching, which is available by application only. Again, you will be able to apply for one-to-one coaching through my website, KateHamiltonHealth.com. So if you're interested in investing in you for the next few weeks, the next few months, and you'd like to work with me online on a one-to-one basis, head over to my website, fill out the application form, and you will hear from me soon. Thank you so much.